Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we are approximately three business days. No, two business days, today and Monday, away from... Depends on what days you do your business. That's true. I'm one business day away. (laughs) I'm three. I'm like 10 business days away. I try to pack in multiple days over the course. But what I'm basically trying to say is Monday is Grazie. Monday is Grazie. The world premiere of Joey Grazia Day, Bachelor Season 28. We will be covering it. We will have our recap out Tuesday morning. We hope you'll join us for that. I'm very excited about this season. We did our uh, initial breakdown of the rookies looking at their social medias, part one and part two, the last last couple of weeks. So check those out. Also check out HBO Lax. We came to a conclusion of what we're doing for the Patreon. Mm. We are doing the curse. Interesting. The cringy. <laughs> the show I'm, that the cringe is threatening to kill Catherine. I and, cannot wait to discuss that show with you when you're when you've come to the final conclusion. I I'm already screaming watching the first episode. We'll get to yeah, it. We will get to it. Um, also, <laughs> if you're curious at all about how we got where we are now in the nation, I have my article out currently, State of Bachelor Nation 2024. Go to gameofroses.co. It's there on that website. And I just kind of break down my thoughts on everything that happened last year and how it has affected what we are about to see this year in our beloved game. And also, we must mention, Courtney Robertson has a brand new episode out, uh, came out yesterday as of the recording of this podcast, but it's out now with Alana Noel. Um, I don't really know how to describe this episode of Courtney's show, except to say it is wild as hell. Alana Noel, for those who don't know, has her own podcast. She is a former Bachelor producer, who has ha- said many, many wild things over the course of the past mm-hmm. year. I don't know how uh, truthful any of them are, but they are insane to hear. Yeah, most of them to do with her ex-partner who was also a producer on the show. Correct. And in this this episode with Courtney, she goes into detail about, uh, I guess, the specifics of who she's talking about in certain scenarios that involve producers having sex with players uh, and all kinds of of crazy stuff that was behind the scenes during her tenure as a Bachelor producer. But now let's move on and get into Twibbon. This is going to be a good Twibbon. It's our Mm -hmm. last Twibbon before Grazi starts and then things change. Obviously, we'll be covering the Instagram movements of all the rookies as their season progresses. But today, we... I can't wait. Oh, I can't either. I actually think... Look, call me crazy. I think this season... Grazi season is going to see a slight uptick in Instagram engagement. I think we're going to see some players hit some bigger numbers uh, than they have in the past. Just by what we're seeing parasocially already. I know. Also, the official Bachelor Instagrams are posting pictures of the players and videos and tagging them before the show. I know. I know. 
this is a new era. What is going on? It is truly a new era. And speaking of new eras, let's get to our state of the game pace case. This is going to be an interesting one about an era that I think we're in right now. This is Game Game of Roses. State of the game. Okay, I'm just going to say it. We are in what I'm calling third wave reality television right now. And to understand this, I want to take you through a brief history of the waves. <laughs> I, this was <laughs> the waves were one of my favorite parts about your article. Was oh, thank just you. like defining the the genre, the eras yeah. of reality TV because I feel like it just isn't talked about that way, even mm. though it's so important to our culture. It's bizarre to me. It's the most watched uh, media format in our country, bar none, especially if you throw in sports, which I consider that to be a version of reality TV. And if you throw in TikToks. <laughs> yeah, and certainly if you throw in social media. But first wave reality TV, the beginning of reality television is pretty much the consensus is it's 1948 candid camera on ABC. This is... Uh, Alan Funt, who hosted the radio program of this before it became a TV program, would take people or would take cameras out into the world and set up these situations to get people into funny, precarious things where they see somebody throw away trash and miss the trash can. Do they just watch that happen and not do anything or do they talk to them or whatever? That was Candid Mm -hmm. Camera. Then that kind of meandered into truth or consequences, cash and carry. These were all like game shows that had contestants doing kind of crazy stunts in the vein of Fear Factor. Again, back in the 40s and 50s. Then in 1964, we see a notch up. In England, this guy makes a show called Seven Up, where he goes and he interviews a bunch of seven-year-old children, direct addressing the camera about what they think the world is and where they think their lives are going to go. Then every seven years, he does a new one with those same kids, uh, seeing how their lives turned out. And he he did those for many years. I think it's still going. I'm not sure. But they're mm-hmm. old now. The, these Dang. kids are all like in their 60s, going into 70s. Um, then we had in 1973 here in America... One of the biggest things that ever happened in American reality TV, PBS aired a 12-part reality show called An American Family. It was about this uh, family called The Loud Family, an upper-class family who was starting to crumble, going through a divorce, and famously on that show, the son, Lance Loud, came out as gay in 1973 on the show. Groundbreaking. Then we had in 1991, I believe... Uh, second wave reality TV began with a show in uh, a show called number 28. That was Dutch. This show eventually would be repurposed and become what you know as the real world. But it was basically the first time someone cast a group of people and put them in a situation in that case to live together in an apartment in number 28. And coincidentally, (laughs) of course, just coincidentally, the exact same format in real world. But it also brought in the Mm. idea of, uh, but were they all hot? That I don't know. I mean, that's subjective. Hmm. But um, it not only brought in the idea that you could cast people for a show and put them in a situation and tape that, they also started using confessionals, aka ITMs. This is interviews with the people in the show that take place after some event has occurred, and then those interviews are cut back into the event as though it's happening concurrently. And that format, this is why I say that's what started second wave reality TV. That exact format has been in place now really since that time. And you saw it uh, utilized in different formats like uh, competition, like Survivor, which was a Swedish show. 
And um, then it was cha- the name was changed and it went all over the world as Survivor. But the same thing was true. You cast a group of people, you put them in a situation. In the case of Survivor, it's an extreme competition and you're using ITM footage to intersperse throughout. And we've been on that kick. I'm amazed you were able to figure out when the first ITMs are. Well, I mean, that is the show that's credited with it. Number 28. They didn't call right. them ITMs, but like that format of shooting really didn't exist until that 1991. And then we have uh, post that all the shows that have come out, Big Brother, like everything that's come out after that. And I would argue oh, that now, so I know in the past few years, we have seen third wave reality TV begin. And to me, what third wave reality TV is, is this it's kind of a new uh, layer of reality shows that are like aggregator shows. They take contestants from every other reality franchise and put them together in brand new situations, usually competition, and uh, we watch them. We've got House of Villains. We've got Perfect Match. And the reason this is important the is all-stars. because it's basically an all-star type show. We now have The Traders, which I'm covering in Clue's Corner. It just premiered. Get this to the biggest numbers for a reality show in Peacock history. Peacock is the streaming service it's on, of course. This is monumental. It's up 75% from season one. How is that possible? Because people got word of it. The marketing was good. The casting was good. It won an Emmy for outstanding casting for a reality program. I mean, the cast is incredible i only have watched a blip trailer Mm -hmm. during real housewives of salt lake city which i did a palapa by the way for the finale on our patreon um and in it you just hear phaedra saying something like well this is the bachelor it's not 21 people fighting over you i don't have to fucking listen to you or something like that and i was just like oh my god she's yelling at popeye all of the people on the show not all of them but like multiple of them have in the one to five million instagram follower range and this is what i'm saying about this third wave reality tv shit it's like there have been other shows that would bring together like reality celebrities like even the the apprentice had that they had a celebrity apprentice but it was like the celebrities were they were like d level you know very usually speaking mm. all of the people or or most of the people on this season of traders were like the leads of their own show or the most important housewife in a mm-hmm. season of housewives or the a two-time winner of survivor shit like that mm-hmm. these are the the top of the top in terms of reality tv and i think that's what this third wave is really starting to show us is that when you can take people from these other franchises who have hit the top of those franchises put them all in one show it explodes 75% increase from the premiere viewership of season one. That's unreal. That's unheard of. That's unreal. I got to get in this corner. I got to watch this right away. I'm not watching yeah. it without, you know, the, 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 the corner. The number of viewers for the first season surpassed the platform's other reality titles, including The Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip, Love Island USA, Love Island Games, and Queen's Court. Wow. So it even beat fucking Love Island. Wowie. Wowie, traders. It's absolutely insane. Do you think it beats Perfect Match? It can't have that reach, can it? I don't know. I don't think so, simply because Netflix is is so much bigger than all of the other streamers, definitely way bigger than Peacock. So this is a massive success on Peacock, and that means it's going to come back next year and the year after Mm -hmm. and the year after. They're going to start building their reality 
world around it. I like the two options. It, it's traitors or it's go fall in love on perfect match. <laughs> you go villain or four TRR in your post post. Right. But I, I could also see a world where it's, it's merging or somebody from perfect match or the kinetic world mm-hmm. comes into the studio Lambert world because they have people from all of these different shows that are made by a bunch of different production companies. They're owned by different studios. I don't know how they were able to pull off this casting, but they did it. Yeah. They're not, not all under contract, I guess. I mean, Ek and Sue is like, yeah, Ek and Sue should have become mm. the host of, of Love Island. She was my favorite person to be on in years. No, I, I'm not saying anything either way about anybody who gets, uh, on or off. I mean, we record this on Thursday. I believe tonight um, the next three episodes drop on Thursday. So I'll have those in Clues Corner shortly. But the first three episodes I watched in Clues Corner, they're fantastic. The production value is super high. It really is like a it's a prestige piece for reality TV fans. The way it's shot, the way even the game, the mechanics of the game are very strong Mm -hmm. and the casting is insane. And Alan Cumming, of course, is the greatest Dark Lord that has ever walked the earth. There is no question about this. (laughs) How dare you? I'm sorry. DLP cannot hold a candle to this man. Watch the show. It's unreal. (laughs) Let me see them in a in a cooking show hosting together. Who's going to shine? Alan Cumming dominates. I think Alan Cumming can host any show he wants at this point. Especially because he is now the centerpiece of uh, Peacock's biggest show. Can he play Empathetic King? No. That's not what Alan (laughs) Cumming does. He plays Satanic King. And it's fucking great. (laughs) It's working, uh, to say the least. Oh, my God. I can't wait. But I really think where we're headed with this third wave is all studios are going to have a show like this if they don't already that takes people from other franchises and puts them in a a game format. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to start like giving contracts that are like you have to go on this one as your post show and nothing else to like stay within? Maybe, but then also like I don't know because it's such good promotion. Like I could see that being the attitude at studios, you know. You think it promotes the show they came from? 100%. I I never really wanted to watch most of the shows that some of these people came from. I haven't watched Survivor in a long time. Now I'm like shit. I kind of want to see the seasons this woman was on cuz she's a fucking killer. Oh, Parvati? She's like my goat. Yeah. My survivor goat. Exactly. It gets you interested in seeing like, oh, fuck, how did that person, what did they do in their mm-hmm. show to get here? And I have like gone on YouTube and started looking up some clips and stuff. And maybe I'll get mm-hmm. sucked down into one of those pits because of it. But I agree with you. I can see a kind of antiquated way of thinking. That's fourth wave. <laughs> I'm just joking. The fourth wave of reality TV is when you then go from the third wave show in, mm. into another show fourth wave will probably be ai where people are just making their own seasons of it's a tetrahydron huh it's a hydro photon what was the thing you were explaining an amplitudehedron <laughs> amplitudehedron yeah we won't go into that but if if you're interested in discovering uh why all reality is false just google amplitudehedron at any rate I'm saying that this third wave is just starting <laughs> with all of the this next mm-hmm. tier shows that are bringing together stars from everything else. Where that winds up, I don't know. Um, but I just think you're going to see a tremendous amount of these shows because really the bottom line is it's about money. 
that show, the prize pool in that show is $250,000. And I think that's not guaranteed. It's only if they do enough uh, group mm. stunts correctly to like get the money up to that amount. So you're giving out 250 grand. I don't know if any of these people are getting paid to be on the show. It may be a, a scenario where they're not. Wait, yeah, that is my next question. Because I'm like, wait, why are they doing it? Okay, maybe they're doing it to promote their yeah. <laughs> first show. It could be. I don't like, do people get paid to go on special forces? I don't but know. Like Popeye's not doing it to promote Bachelor. No, I think he's doing it because it's fun. I think, I mean, this is really the strength of that show is the game itself. The mechanics of it are super fun it is mafia right or werewolf yeah it's mafia or werewolf whatever you want to talk about it's basically like two people are selected secretly to be in quotes traitors then at night those two people meet up and decide on one person from the group of 20 that they're going to eliminate the next morning everybody comes to breakfast and that person just isn't there and they're like oh shit the traitors killed that person and then everybody else is trying to figure out who the two traders are, who are also there in all the conversations with them. And then that night or uh, that afternoon, everybody sits down and votes one person off that they think is a trader. And you get to see if they got the traders or not. And at the end, if the traders make it to the end, they win the money. If they figure out who they are before the end, they the other people win the money. And we don't know who the traders are either. We do. We watch them doing their schemes and shit. Wait, we do know who the traitors are? Absolutely. So the whole time you you get to see the scenes where people are like accusing a traitor of being a traitor and then you get to see how they spin it and like, it ain't me. Go so you're basically the God character in Mafia. Interesting. And I think reality players who see this, like the game is very fun. I think you just want to play it and you get to stay in this nice big mansion and like 100%. I think they allow you to have a stylist or maybe the show even has one because like everybody. What about pet? Uh, I haven't <gasps> seen any pets. I mean, Dark Lord Cumming has a pet. No. A dark dog? Not possible. Sounds cute. Yes. No, that means he's an empathetic king. I think in real life he probably is, but the character he's playing is is a fucking satanic character, period. But I think just the yeah. the way the show is presented, it makes it look fun. So other reality players are like, oh shit, yeah, I'd go do that. It, it's not like a Bachelor in Paradise where the, the conceit of the game is like, we're going to make your life a living hell. You get to stay in like a nice hotel and come to this fucking beautiful castle. And or Big Brother where you have to stay there for a really long time. Exactly. I think because mm -hmm. it's fun and now because it's a huge hit, it's like a feather in your cap if you can go on on this show. This was such a smart move by Popeye. I think season three will probably have the best cast we've ever seen. I agree. And so far, he's doing good through the first three episodes anyway. Spoiler alert. Sweet Nums season three. Oh, my God. We got to see Nums on Traders. <laughs> you know who I would love to see on season three? DLH. Don't speak those words in. If you're listening, traders, producers, if you're listening, I want to see DLH cower before the magnificence of DLC. I want to see that. Uh, Michael Strahan. Uh, <laughs> 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 that golfer. No. That golfer that he says he is. Oh, Rory McElroy. Um, Rory McElroy. <laughs> I want to see all of them. Can you imagine if they had a basically like a dark lord contest it's all the hosts from all the shows have to compete in a trader style game 
I'd love that. That actually needs to be a show. Yeah, host off or something like that, you call it. The hosts, the host. DLNL, DLVL. Oh my God. Sister Wives update. I'm really pissed they changed the person who does Mm. the reunion shows. The woman who did it for the first 11 was really good. (laughs) Well, she had a good run. What's going on? 11 seasons ain't bad. (laughs) I can see this is the show. This is the host. You bring a bunch of reality show hosts together. They compete in some kind of traitors esque mm-hmm. game of attrition. The winner gets to host the next season of the host. Interesting. That's the game. Do you call it the host? Call it the host. Set it up. Tell me where I got to be and when I got to be there. Anyway, that's our breakdown of where we are with the state of the game. We are in third wave reality television now with all these different aggregator shows so that when you see somebody you like in your favorite reality show, they now have a chance to level up to something like a traitors, like a house of villains. Any of these other shows that are out there, and I think uh, Special Forces is this too, I think you are going to see more and more of these types of shows. Courtney Robertson should go on Traders. She would dominate that game. 100% dominate that game. Bring the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. I think she would be fantastic on that game. You can look at it and be like, what Bachelor people would be good on it? Courtney Robertson mm-hmm. would be really good. I think Victoria Fuller would be really good. Oh my God, I would love to see that. I think Madison Pruitt would be very good. Um, All right, I'm sold. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see where it goes, but <laughs> we thought it was important to talk about as we move into 2020 gore, and we've got Grazi's season coming up, we're going to get a whole new slate of Golden and all of this. Uh, just where does all of it fit together, and what really is the future of reality television as we begin to step into this kind of brave new world of all these new shows, and you can get reality franchises colliding in them. How it affects it. It might affect the show because it's like if Bachelor in Paradise goes away and then the only hope is becoming the next Mm -hmm. crown, then the competition for next crown becomes even fiercer because then you could go on traitors. Yeah. I I think, um, you know, for my money, Harry Jowsey really like had a a deep understanding of this, that going in these Mm -hmm. shows isn't about whatever the the goal of that specific show is. I mean, it can be like winning Survivor or something is a big deal. But the more important thing is to come out of that show as a reality star, to establish yourself as somebody who needs to be on camera and needs to be in these shows as a career. And he like knew what he was doing. He didn't he apply as like a bunch of different personas. (laughs) Yes. He applied as a bunch of different personas. He had (laughs) written catchphrases going into the shows. Um, he really understood that that's what reality television is. And now it's it's made even more apparent because if you can just be a big name in one of these shows, the thing people are tuning in for, you can maybe get on Traders or whatever. Or even look at like what Braden Bowers did in uh, Bachelor at 20. He has, Even though he didn't win the ring, <clears throat> he didn't even make it into the, the playoffs. He still established himself as the most interesting person from that season. And as a result is now, I would, I would say the most interesting person off of BIP nine. And now the most interesting person in, in his post career because of what he's doing with Mandrell. Braden to go on traders. Braden and Mandrell. Yeah. They'd both be interesting. There was a couple on this season. Really? Did they get targeted? Who went in together? They do interesting casting. Uh, I won't tell you. Oh, wait, don't tell me. Stop. Yeah. I keep asking for spoilers even though I really don't want them. I know. You're like, who won? I'm like, it hasn't aired yet. 
I can't wait. You know, I was wondering, I was like, this is a sad Bravo confession, but I haven't watched Ultimate Girls Trip, and I was wondering why I hadn't, mm. because theoretically it's an all-stars, and I'm sure there are worthwhile seasons, but I think part of it is that I would want it to be some sort of competitive game or a thing where yeah. they had to lie to each other. Like, that's such a good premise. Not only do they have that, there's also a mechanic in it where every day they have to go out and do some kind of group activity that's against the clock. And it's like, if the group can do this activity before the time runs out, they get an amount mm. of money added to the pot. Oh, so while you're doing that, you can either choose to help the group or there are shields that are like sometimes placed on the outskirts of where you're supposed to be doing the activity. If you want to, you can just be like, fuck the group. I'm going to go get a shield. <laughs> and then if you get that Love shield, that. you're immune from elimination that night. I would go shield every round. Some players are doing that. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, it's interesting. That wraps up our uh, state of the game. Now we're going to move on to, even though we don't technically have gains, we are still going to do a gains segment because we want to tell you where everybody is starting mm -hmm. out. So this is our first, technically, our first gains of the Grazi season. First gains. This is... This Week in Gains. Here are our pre-premiere standings. Joey has 217,000 Instagram followers watching those eyes and 1.1K TikTok followers. Joey, start talking. <laughs> That's a pretty good incoming IG Wake number, up, I Joey. think, in this modern era. Look, dare I say it, this is just a prediction. It's simply a prediction based on everything that I see in here taken into my mind and run through the algorithm that is my predictive capability. I think he's going to get a million. I think this season is going to be huge for them. You think he's going to get a million, even though no one has been getting a million. And he's only at 217. I can only... I have this data. This is what I'm basing it on. Golden reinvigorated the nation. It got people coming back to Bachelor who had been turned off for a long time since the bubble seasons. Hmm. I think they're going to give this a shot. And if they put together a good pilot, which I think they're going to, they're going to hook some people back into this whole season. There's that. I hope so. Um, here is um, some free ideas for Joey for his TikTok. Yeah. Um, just staring into the camera, you know, unblinking. You know, you can smile. You can whatever. Just do that for whatever. 30 seconds, one minute, yeah. test it out. Grazi, in the promotion of this uh, new season, you're going to find yourself at parties and red carpet events and all kinds of stuff for ABC where there will be other celebrities. Engage them in mandatory staring contests and never lose. Mm -hmm. um, also, though, I'm basing this on the fact that... Yeah, just be like, ah, oh, it's kind of my thing, my gaze play. Yeah, exactly. You ever do a staring contest, Michael Strahan? It's kind of an icebreaker. Michael Strahan. Yeah, just do it on Good Morning America. You're going to have interviews and shit like that, talk shows, just force them into staring contests. Um, I'm also basing this prediction, by the way, on the the number of people that- I mean, you, you keep doing this prediction. Which one? You thought Gary won a million. But that was just based on hope. This is based on actual data. Um, I got more <laughs> people reaching out to me wanting to be players on this season than I ever have. Probably combined- there's a lot of interest in Grazi. Wow. Interesting. People want genuine Joey. 
The Gemini, we should announce also. That I'm a Gemini? No, that Joey is a Gemini. Yeah. I learned that in our meeting today, and that's known as being whatever, two sides. And mm. I thought that was interesting because we have genuine Joey and ingenuine Joey. Those are the two sides? What if the two sides are uh, <laughs> sentimental Joey and funny Joey? Like, can't they both be positive? Why, why does one have to be <laughs> insincere? What'd you call it? That's how astrology oh. works. It could go any direction. <laughs> And that's Astrology Corner with Pace <laughs> Thank you for explaining. A Taurus. The fundamental structure of astrology. Clues, what are you again? Holy shit. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini just like Joey? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. Why does it have to be bad? What are your... Okay, that's why you're defensive about it. I see. I think my two sides are bachelor side and UFO side. Those are both great sides. Yeah. That seems right. Now for the top five Instagram chart. <laughs> Number one, friend of Vin Diesel, Maria Georgas. Georgas is first with 20.5K. Not only friend of, she was in the pacifier with him. Ooh, child actor. Interesting. Yeah, I've done some more research and gotten some DMs. Moving on, number two is Daisy Kent coming into our beloved game with 19,000 followers. She's going to take off. Number three, Edwina Dorber, 11.3K in third. Number four is Samantha Washington's in fourth with 10.8K. And Star Skyler rounding out that top five with 9.7K. And the top five TikTok chart coming into our game is at the top by a pretty large margin, Kira Brush with 118.6K. Star Skyler in second with 74.8K. Edwina Dorbers in third with 62.6K. Daisy Kent in fourth with 40.8K. And Jen Tran is in fifth with 19.5K. Now, we see nobody here that is approaching the levels of a Victoria Jameson who had almost a million TikTok followers coming into the game in Shawcross's season. But... yeah. They're all in the tens of thousands. Exactly. Exactly. The field is stronger. This is, we haven't seen this ever. I agree. This excites me. Me too. That's what I'm saying. It's like the the Bachelor TikTok might be starting to work a little bit here. It might be translating now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They have to. We'll see. But now we must move on and talk about all those tids. Change, change or die. Adapt or whatever. Isn't that a phrase? Huh? Just, you know, go to TikTok. That's where people are, not Instagram. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Change or die. That's uh, (laughs) Bachelor Season 28, Joey Grazie Day. Change or die. That's what should have been the slogan. You know, what's that adage? (laughs) Adapt or die, maybe. I don't know. I thought there was a phrase that was like that. I'm not well versed Um, in phrases. Let's move on to all those luscious tids. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot 
to undertake. And therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they are both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank true. dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, it's award season and our beloved game is in contention. This week, the nominees for the 2024 People's Choice Awards were announced 
and season 20 Bachelorette Charity Lawson and the historic first ever Golden Ring winner Teresa Nist were both nominated for the Competition Contestant of the Year Award for the Bachelorette and the Golden Bachelor, obviously, respectively. They are up against Anitra and Sasha Colby from RuPaul's Drag Race, Ariana Maddox and Social Gomez from Dancing with the Stars, E.M. Tongi from American Idol and Kiki Palmer from That's My Jam. If you want to cast your vote for either of these superstars, voting started January 11th and goes through January 19th, which is today as of airing. Uh, the winners are mm-hmm. going to be announced live during the award show Sunday, February 18th at 8 p.m., which will be streaming on Peacock, NBC, and E. Good luck to both Charity and Teresa. Will they cancel each other out? I'm worried about that when you have two in a category. Yeah, I am too. But I would think that maybe Golden would push through just because people are so excited about it. But I don't know. Also, Charity hosted that Golden thing. In other Bachelor Award news, Golden God Gary and his Golden Ladies beat out the younger cast of The Amazing Race, America's Got Talent, Jury Duty, and The Voice to take home this year's prestigious AARP Movies for Grownups <laughs> Award for Best Reality TV Series this year. Will this win force other networks to get into the senior reality game? If they want to win an AARP Movies for Grownups Award, it seems they might have to. Didn't know this award existed. I think they're going to. Yeah. I think we're going <laughs> to see. Everybody, it's like, yeah, you won an Oscar, but do you have an AARP Movies for Grownups Award? I didn't know these these uh, awards existed, but congratulations. Every award is a feather in the cap. I want to see golden villains. God, I know. That'll come. That'll happen. We may have to wait. But still, in more award season news, longtime director of our beloved game, Ken Fuchs, is nominated for a Director's Guild Award, a little more prestigious, in the category Reality Programs for his work on the premiere of The Golden Bachelor. Fuchs is up against Joseph Guidry and Alexandra Lipschitz, who directed PGL versus Gray Matter Problem. Uh, Patrick McManus, who directed the WNBA Las Vegas Finals Game 4, Rich Kim, who directed Is It Brick, and Niharika Desai, who directed Happiness Is a Bottle of Cod Liver Oil. The DGA Awards take place on February 10th, and we here at Gore will be rooting for Mr. Fuchs. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the Clayton Eckerd paternity case has concluded. Last year, TUV faced a lawsuit TUV from a woman. TUV is the ultimate Viking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the Clayton Eckerd paternity case has concluded. Last year, the ultimate Viking faced a lawsuit from a woman accusing him of fathering her unborn twins. Clayton denied the claims, maintaining he never even had sex with his accuser. Although there was some sexual activity between them, just none that could lead to pregnancy which was proved by a paternity, t- paternity test, which led to the now famously quotable parasocial play that gave us the phrase, no fetal DNA present, let's go. No fecal, <laughs> no fecal, no fecal. <laughs> the ultimate Vikings accuser who has not been publicly named amid the claims he fathered twins with her has asked to withdraw the legal action against him and the case has been asked to be dismissed with prejudice, which means that it will be closed permanently. Her stated reason for closing the case is that she is no longer pregnant. Now, there is an addition to this story, which is Dave Neal, I believe, was sued by her also for harassment, simply for covering the story. I don't know where Mm -hmm. that 
part of this case is, if that's also been dismissed or she wants to uh, take it down, I'm not sure. But we wish everybody involved uh, a speedy end to the situation. Yeah. It's, it's uh, also been a, a long, long-term situation, too. It's uh, yeah. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, some Love is Blind news. The cast for Love is Blind season six, set in North Carolina, has been released. The 30 reality star hopefuls include... Alejandra, 28, financial consultant. Amber, 31, medical device sales. Amber Desiree, a.k.a. AD, 33, real estate broker. Amy, 28, e-commerce specialist. Amy C., age 34, occupation PR director. Ariel, a 32-year-old mortgage broker. Ashley, a 32-year-old nurse practitioner. Austin, a 27-year-old software salesman. Sound familiar? (laughs) And... A 34-year-old cloud solutions architect. Brittany, a 25-year-old senior client partner. She the youngest so far? Yeah. And 34 is the oldest so far. We'll see where we wind up. Chelsea, a 31-year-old flight attendant and event planner. Clay, a 31-year-old enterprise sales and entrepreneur. Danielle, a 30-year-old corporate comms. Danette, 33, flight attendant. Dion, 27, software sales. Sound familiar? Drake, a 32-year-old rapper and singer. Just kidding. Video producer. Sound not familiar. the other Drake. <laughs> Jamal, 32-year-old store director. Jeremy, 32-year-old intralogistics is his occupation. Jessica, 29-year-old executive assistant. Jimmy's a 28-year-old software salesman. Sound familiar. Johnny, 28-year-old account executive. <laughs> Kenneth is 26, a middle school principal. That's pretty interesting. A 26-year-old middle hmm. school principal. My middle school principal was like 80 plus. I don't know. Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Laura, 34-year-old account director. Mackenzie's a 25-year-old makeup artist. Matthew, 37-year-old senior financial advisor. That's the oldest person so far. Uh, Nolan is a 31-year-old management consultant. Sarah Ann, a 30-year-old customer support manager. Uh, Suni, a 34-year-old business analyst. Trevor, a 31-year-old project manager. And Vince is a 35-year-old lawyer. So what were the age ranges here? It's 37 to... 37 at the top. 20, 24, I think, at the bottom. No, 26, 25. 25, Brittany. 25 to 37 is the age range. Those are the names and the occupations. But she's a senior client partner already. Moving up that ladder. The new season premieres on Netflix this February 13th. I will be covering all of it in Clues Corner. Mm, Happy Valentine's Day. I can't wait. I cannot wait to cover this season. That's how you're doing Valentine's Day? Yeah. blind? Yep. In Bachelor Nation baby news, Gore Girl Sarah Heron and her husband Dylan Brown are expecting twins after a long IVF journey that she documented on social media last year. Congrats to Sarah and the bachelorette who blew up the show. Claire Crawley welcomed her first child with husband Ryan Dawkins via surrogate this week. The desert fire ritual green dress arsonist made the announcement via Instagram with a caption that read, Welcome to the world, Rowan Lily Dawkins, white heart emoji, 115, 24, 6 pounds, 10 ounces. Um, Arsonist, that is a joke for legal reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, in Bachelor Nation news, 
It all it's all jokes for legal reasons. Yes, that's correct. This entire podcast is a comedy joke. And finally, in Bachelor Nation moving news, Deanie Babies and Kaylin Bell are leaving the Las Vegas scene to join Blake Horseman as new additions to the Denver High and season 27 Bachelor Zach Shalcrank and his ring winner Katie Bigger have made the all-important step of cohabitation in a brand new house in Austin, Texas. Congrats to all of the players who are making moves. Uh, geographically and parasocially, which brings us mm. to the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. It's Grazi season, and he's kicking off our parasocial plays of the week with a throwback gaze play, an Instagram post with, at first, an image of him as a kid already a natural parasocial gazer, followed by images of the military and American flag football and Grazi touching grass at the football stadium. The caption reads, been a Packers fan my whole life since my mom's side of the family grew up in the Green Bay area. Cheese emoji. To be able to see them win a playoff game yesterday in Dallas was surreal. Exciting to see what this team can do for the rest of the playoffs. Hashtag go pack go. Hashtag next stop Santa Clara. 29.1K likes. As the reigning crown, you generally have full access to any NFL or NBA baseball game you want. And we love to see Grazi making his entrance on the big stage of America's other favorite sport. And speaking of Grazi, one of the Grazi rookies, Evelyn Marie, entered the arena on the eve of Premier Week with a solid contribution via IG Reel. In it, she sits on a couch texting and looks up to the audio. People see me but they just don't know. The caption reads, if you see me in public, say hi. I promise I am nice. Laughing with hand over mouth emoji. Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. Hashtag bachelor, hashtag bachelor nation at bachelor ABC at bachelor nation. 3.6 K views on this one. Congrats. The, the hits don't stop coming from our rookies. Rookie star Skyler also entered the parasocial chat this week under the Chiron. When people ask me why I went on the bachelor, she sipped, Simply lip syncs to the audio because it's iconic and I love to do iconic shit over her Bachelor cast photo. 8.1K views. Grazi rookie Jess Edwards jumped on the TikTok trend of revealing two opposite emotions for the same thing right after one another by showing her excited dancing under the Chiron six days until Joey's season premieres and then a close of her face blinking fast, freaking out under the Chiron six days until Joey's season premieres. The caption reads, freaking out, FR, FR, please, aka PLZ. <laughs> should I just read this as it is or should I read the words? I'm going to read it as it is. I think both. <laughs> Freaking out, F-R-F-R-P-L-Z. Be nice to me. <laughs> I am sensitive. F-R is for real. I know. Okay. Just checking, Grandpa Clues. And then a direct-to-cam video. I'm Grandpa Clues. Who pre-ordered the, the Rabbit AI personal assistant device? And who doesn't even know what the hell it is? You tell me. Where are your goggles now? Uh, they're sitting right behind my computer. I don't see them on. Must be annoying to have on. I just forgot about them. But I won't now. Thank you for reminding me. It must be annoying to have on. You're not wearing them. Thank you for reminding me. I'll correct this error right now. You don't have to be uncomfortable to record the podcast, Clues. They're not uncomfortable. My meta Ray-Bans okay. are going on right now. Oh, my God. Hi. Hello. I'm a new man. I'm a cyborg. It does give you a whole new personality. Does it make me more official seeming? Are your eyes bigger? Than what? They look bigger than normal. Are they blown up glasses? What? 
I don't think so. They blow up your eyes. It's just, a, I don't, it's not prescription. It's just a piece of glass in the lenses. You know what though? I think these get darker in the sunlight. I think they turn into sunglasses. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. Pretty to cool. To have that transition lenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of direct-to-cam videos, Jen Tran lip-syncs, this is another Grazi rookie, to the audio of Ellen DeGeneres having Kourtney Kardashian pick between two celebrity men, and she keeps picking John Mayer. Tran puts various previous bachelors as the other option, and she keeps picking Joey. The caption reads, one thing on my mind and one thing only. Rose emoji, see you in five days. Sparkle emoji, sparkle emoji, hashtag bachelor, hashtag the bachelor, 9.8K views. Sam C. Jeffries, a.k.a. the mother of the poop baby from this last BIP season, made an incredible redemption arc spawn con play this week via Instagram. Jeffries poses next to a bottle of Miralax in a one slide picture with the caption hashtag Miralax partner stuck in the bathroom, missing dates because you can't poop emoji. Find your own paradise with the effective gentle relief from at Miralax underscore US. I've got my go to for future occasional constipation. It works naturally with the water in your body to unlock your gut. Use as directed for occasional constipation. End quote. We love when players are able to take advantage of bad edits in a monetizable way. This reminds me very much of my favorite pro baseball player, George Brett. In the, I believe it was the 1981 season, he was on pace to potentially hit over 400 average batting average, which had not been done since, I believe, 1963, Ted Williams. He got a case of terrible hemorrhoids at the end of the season, and the coach of the Royals even said, like, sit it out, dude, ice it, you'll hit over 400. And he was like, fuck you, I'm playing the rest of the season, and he dropped down to 390. So he did not hit over 400, but uh, he claims it was because of the painful hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Then after that, he did a successful ad campaign for Preparation H. Go for him. Yeah. Rich legacy. Indeed. Kathy Swartz, Katie Bigger, Gabrielle Nikki, Davia Esther, and Ariel Frankel made a joint reel on Kathy's Instagram. They all roll call their names, and then Kathy says, they're in Austin, Texas, celebrating. And she points out which of the women are single, and then says, but she's first in line. It's chaotic and cute, and we love it. And I do, it does make me feel like they should do a Golden Bachelorette alternate, which is just, you have the 4TRR standard America's Sweetheart Bachelorette, but then you have an alternate round where it's just chaotic. What if the alternate round was something like, there's Golden Bachelorette. When you get eliminated from Golden Bachelorette, you go to the secondary tier where the next notch down Golden Mm. Bachelorette, where it's like, uh, yes, Susan Knowles is now the Bachelorette. And then if you get kicked off from that one, you just keep going down and down. Yes, until you find love. (laughs) Right. You have 30 men and you have 30 women. And eventually you just, when you're at the very bottom of it, like whoever that is, Matt James' mom just has to marry whoever the guy is that shows up. Those two people have to get married. (laughs) I think that's a good, good show. I'd watch that. All these were strong plays. However, there can be only one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to... Leslie FEMA and Young Gravy. FEMA <laughs> performed a stunning parasocial offering this week via TikTok with this unlikely dynamic duo partner, the musician Young Gravy. It starts with Gravy talking direct to Cam. He says, So I got really into the Golden Bachelor, right? And there's this one <laughs> contestant that I just couldn't stop rooting for it not to win. I don't know if y'all remember Leslie, but me, luckily, 
so that was meet Leslie. Oh, but meet Leslie. Luckily. He then reveals the future Golden Bachelorette without her having to say a word. The caption reads, the Golden Achiever meets the Golden Bachelor. Uh, fresh gravy out now. Hashtag mozzarella. Hashtag Golden Bachelor. The fourth audience also climbed on board the FEMA gravy train. The pair racked up. <clears throat> Let me clear my voice so I can say this correctly. 3.2 million views and 376K likes. Congrats to the pair on this simple transcendent play. We've seen FEMA use a uh, celebrity like dating Prince before, and we have a feeling this is only just the start. She is your golden bachelorette. I mean, iconic. Yeah. This pairing, like, I'm just like, hats off. She's constantly working. She did that yeah. one with Michelle Young and I know. the poster of Prince. I mean. I am predicting. She's already doing a press tour. For FEMA, just hear me out. I'm predicting some kind of parasocial play with FEMA and one Taylor Swift. I think that's going to happen over the next year. Get ready. Because it's all tied together. She's wow. now, Taylor Swift is doing promotion for NFL now. NFL and Bachelor are the same thing. We, we've talked about this a lot. I think it's going to happen. I think you're going to see some weird Taylor Swift cross, even if it's just a post, even if it's just like they happen to be in the same place and Leslie Fema gets a, a selfie with her or something. It's going to happen. Set it up, baby. Set it up. Mark my words. I like these predictions. They're getting optower and optower and I'm here for it. Because it's happening. It's happening. 2020 gore is fucking I happening. Know. <laughs> You screaming it's happening in your meta glasses is so funny. <laughs> you should have recorded this. <laughs> it's all happening. It's happening. Wake up. Wake up. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> Hashtag don't wake Joey. <laughs> we have to move on to the parasocial creatures. There are a bunch of good creature plays this week. Uh, season 28 rookie Jen Tran posted a stunning 10-slide main grid tribute to the countless cats she fostered over the past year. Serene Russell issued her own 10-slide main grid post, introducing us to her new cat, Enzo. These were great plays. But you can't be surprised to hear that the winners of this week's parasocial creature of the week are none other than Pino and Ramen, who raked up 1.1 million views and 59.4K likes for an Instagram reel in which they play hide and seek with gore girl Caitlin Bristow in her new house. Please go check out all of these uh, creature plays. They were all fantastic. But Pino and Ramen, just on another level, um, they're doing things that no other creatures can really do at this point in the game. I mean... They're so well trained. Yeah. I'm watching this. I'm like, Luca won't wait. He won't, <laughs> he won't listen to me at all. These two are well, just stars. I mean, I don't know. You gotta gotta call up some gore girls and see if they can get them train uh Luca for you. Oh my gosh. They're such they're such stars. Now is the time in our show when we got to jump off. The side of the hole that we are standing above and fall deep into the bottom of the pit where we will issue forth our screams about how our fandom of this game and indeed reality TV at large has drastically changed our lives, our identities, the very fabric of who we are. This is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week is a three-parter. And it's also a dialogue. <laughs> okay. Not that they're not all dialogues. All right. Okay. One, the first part, not a dialogue. There was a character in True Detective who said that she was watching The Bachelor 
Mm. I'm I'm doing this for the other podcast, and I was like, "There's no way." This is the Jodie Foster. No, it's her. It's her co-star Navarro. It's this season though. This current one. Yeah, she. It's just a throwaway line, but she's like comforting someone or her sister, and she's like, "Well, we can watch The Bachelor." And I was like, "There's absolutely no way that this woman would have watched The Bachelor, but maybe not. Maybe that is just a, you know." generalization mm-hmm. everyone is a bachelor fan it turns out um mini scream then we have the real housewives of salt lake city mm-hmm. finale don't listen to this for the next few minutes if you are not caught up okay starting now it was revealed in the finale that monica was the secret blogger who was uh, trolling the Salt Lake women has been like trying to infiltrate this friend group. Not that that's not how anyone gets on the show, but was behind this account that all of them recognized uh, and knew what it was and had messaged with. And she had obviously kept this from the women. And it was this huge reveal that Heather orchestrates in um, the Bahamas. It's so good. Bermuda. She had kept it secret. The producers orchestrated all of this. They were like, we need to get her in the season. Then they cast her in the fucking season specifically to keep that secret and blow it up. 100%. You think they specifically were trying to blow this up? 100%. And lose like the trust of the whole cast? 100%. Interesting. Trust doesn't matter. Do you want to be on the show or not? They're going to just... I mean, I feel like it's revolutionary this moment because it's like... You don't trust us? Take a fucking hike. It says what casting can do. It says what you can do as like a fan in the outer circles of of these shows. Like if you or I went on The Bachelor or something. You can now... Look, we've been doing this for a couple of years. (laughs) We kind of are doing that. We're coaching people to go into The Bachelor. We're writing books about it. We're we're having, in in one way or another, a kind of... uh, a conversation. It's not a conversation because it's one-sided, but we are talking to the producers through this podcast. That is 100% true. And some of the things we're saying are winding up in the show. Certainly, we had uh, one of the fucking memes that said mm-hmm. DLP was on a goddamn poster board being held up by a person in a tell-all. Like, that, maybe that is a conversation. Maybe that was a conversation back to us from the producers saying, we hear you. But certainly it was acknowledgement mm-hmm. of our existence and our contribution to what, however we're doing that. Whatever impact we're having, we are having some impact. Um, I think that's part of third wave reality TV too, is that the people watching the shows are now affecting the shows. And in this case of, of Real Housewives, fucking literally on the goddamn show. It's like I'm trying to picture like a bachelor version of this. Like it's like not. I mm. mean, it ha- would have to be someone who's hiding their identity. Um, so maybe like <laughs> I don't know what I'm naming one. Okay, but if one of those people ended up on <laughs> the <anyway>. show, yeah. <laughs> um, like it's so fascinating, and I really wanted to talk to you about it, but I knew you haven't watched it. So I was like, oh, I want you to catch up on the show first to really know the whole like context of it. Cause it's kind of like this generational thing of them trying to replace this super chaotic character that went to jail. Um, anyway, couldn't wait to talk to you about it. And the other thing I wanted yeah. to talk about is already the curse, but um, 
I'm only I've only watched the first episode. Let's wait. Let's wait until you get through them all because I think you have to make an opinion on the series as a whole. I really do. I watched the whole thing and it took me a few times to get through. I mean, just in the first episode, it is fa- it is a fascinating look at like Yeah. people making reality TV like Showtime. You got to watch it. Uh it's on what is it on? Paramount Plus. Whatever Showtime is now being done through. Yeah. That was a great scream. My scream this week involves spring cleaning, even though it's not spring. Been doing a little cleaning around the house, just trying to straighten things up, get rid of some old shit, make room for some new shit, as we do from time to time. I noticed. Where's your horse? Uh, He got moved. He's over on another mm. little shelf. I have like a little a shrine now that has my... Mm. Baseball from Brain Bowers, uh, the the painting I made of Alex Michelle and kind of like a pixelated thing, and the horse, as well as some other small items. I feel like the shrine should be your Zoom background. Okay, maybe maybe I'll set that up. I'm not an interior decorator. But uh, one thing that I found in a drawer, tucked away, that I hadn't thought about in some time, I opened this drawer and there is just a Ziploc bag full of these little uh, like candles in in metal oh. containers. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like little tiny uh, flat okay. candles. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh, from the ritual. Yes. These were candles that you and I used to use, Pace Case, in the early days of gore when oh. we would uh, commemorate the opening ceremony of every new episode of Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever season we were in, by doing essentially a a ritual in the style of satanic <laughs> ritual. Uh, and we would do this on Instagram Live. Do you remember these? We would wear dark robes, light the candles. <laughs> do I remember? This is an internal memory. I'm sorry. <laughs> I convinced Clues to do um, satanic yeah. Bachelor-related face paint for several of them. Uh, we were wearing cloaks. He had made a background that was just <laughs> DLH's demonic face, like spinning around. And there was a horrible background music that we played. Yeah, we would play like terrible kind of weird satanic music. God. But I found those candles and immediately was taken back to the early days of gore. And I just had a little moment in my kitchen where I was like, fuck, we really started out in such a weird place. Not that it's not weird now, but like the the lengths that we've come from doing satanic rituals in my living room. We never could have pictured what has happened. To having sweet nums follow us through uh, the grove on our, our strange unofficial book signing at the, the uh, Barnes & Noble there, to coaching players, to meeting some of these players, to going to reality TV balls, all the things that we've done because of this. It just came full circle to yeah. me when I saw those candles and I was like, this is how it started. A weird satanic ritual. And now it's this. And uh, I couldn't be happier to be starting 2020 gore. And it just felt like I've never been more optimistic about the state of current reality television, specifically Bachelor Nation, uh, or about where we're going with Game of Roses. And the candles were the beginning. The first flame, the first flickering flame. The sweetest scream ever. Yeah, that has now turned into a roaring fire. Clues. That's right. Wholesome. <laughs> Put the glasses on. Okay. Well, those are our screams. <laughs> the Opto 2024 go- goggles. <laughs> we have one more scream to get to. Of course, this is from 
somebody out there in the pit who's listening to us right now, uh, uh, if you want to submit your screams to have them played here, potentially, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerosas. Join us in the bottom of the pit. Get access to that Discord. Fire off a one-minute or under audio clip. Dark Seeker listens to them all, contains them all in her dark mind, and sends us one every week. Today, it comes from Michaela Henry. And uh, it looks like we've got here a video, a scream, and an image. I'm going to listen to the scream first, and then we're going to watch this video and check out this image. So let's check out the scream. Here we go. Greetings, clues, pace case, dark seeker, and fellow pit dwellers. On November 30th, 2023, I was gifted a sparkler from my now fiance, and we got engaged at the happiest place on earth, Disney World. How does this tie into The Bachelor? Let me take you back about seven months ago when we went to look at rings. The woman said to me, do you watch The Bachelor? In my head, I'm saying, watch it. I am so deep in the pit. My response to her simply was, yes, you have Neil Lane rings here. And I fell in love as quickly as they do on the show with one band that happened to be created by the Diamond Demon Dealer. On November 30th, we were at Magic Kingdom and during a private photo session, my fiance proposed and it was truly a magical moment. In my proposal video, I even said, Neil Lane, he'd be so proud. Bachelor franchise would be so happy this is on my finger. One photo, I awarded myself faceplay of the proposal. Praise be DLP and our beloved game. I love that we have one wholesome scream after another. Wow, we this, this is, is amazing. Incredible. Um, we have gotten not only this audio scream, there's a video of the proposal. There is a still that comes along with this showing the faceplay of the proposal. All of this sent to us by Michaela Henry. Mm-hmm. They're in matching um, plaid tots at Disneyland. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Now, what level scream is this? It's a high level scream. Wait, what is the top? I don't know. I don't really know how we've decided to categorize the levels. This is the bottom. It's deep. I would say this is the most serious type of scream. Buying a big purchase. It's not only a big purchase and a big life moment, but you have uh, the metaphysical aspect of the pit. The idea that if you're in the pit long enough, the dark energies of it will start to form the world around you. You went into a place Mm -hmm. to look for engagement rings and someone without prompting asks you if you watch The Bachelor because they have Neil Lane rings there. This is beyond kismet. You manifested. This is the dark energy of the pit starting to form itself around your life. So congratulations on that. You've achieved at least that level. Then to be at Disneyland, For the proposal, Disney is, of course, the owner of one company called the American Broadcasting Company, a.k.a. ABC, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the network that airs our beloved game. So it's tied even further in. Our beloved corporate entity. Exactly. Mickey Mouse, who, by the way, Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is now public domain. Feel free to make all the movies uh, you want using that character. And then the face play. This is another (laughs) level of it, which is an astounding face play, to say the least. Definitely face play Mm -hmm. the proposal. Uh, hopefully, we'll be putting up this video and um, image with the permission of Michaela Henry here on our Instagram so you can check it out. But this is a great scream. Thank you so much for sending it in. Congrats on finding love. Congrats on the sparkler. Yeah, congrats on a Neoline sparkler. You know, clearly you can tell there's a Disney fandom here as well. And Clues and I were discussing like deep fandoms and reality TV fandom getting to a really extraordinary extent and how it like is kind of a beautiful thing because it is like this, it's a respite from everything that's going on. It's, you know, 
it's fun, it's relaxing, it's, yeah. I agree. As the world becomes more and more chaotic, and rest assured, this year we'll see some chaos, it is comforting mm-hmm. to be able to dive as deep as you can into a pit. Clues is creating some. Am I? <laughs> I'm creating chaos with my glasses. <laughs> you should see the videos I'm taking of me boxing Skabulian from the point of view of me as I'm boxing him. They're very good. Oh my God. Okay. Hopefully those will be on an Instagram shortly. We're thinking about launching a Skabulian Instagram. You're going live from the goggles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for a live round Great. of boxing with my cat. Um, at any rate, thank you everyone for joining us today. Again, if you want to submit your own screams, go to that patreon.com slash Roses. fire off that one minute or under audio clip in our Discord, and uh, we can't wait to hear what everybody else is doing out there. But this is a great way to kick off mm-hmm. 2020 Gore with a beautiful proposal yeah. drenched in the dark energies of the pit. Can't thank mm-hmm. you enough. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. You're glowing. I'm glowing. They're both glowing. I mean, you're glowing oh. in the goggles too, but I meant them. It's 2020 gore. Everybody's glowing one way or another. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with a brand new Digging Deeper. A lot of crazy stuff's been going on in the podcast world this past couple of weeks. So we hope you'll join us for that. But before we go, as always, what is that Dwabat? It's been 7,970 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized 
the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) 